Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here. With Jeremiah Stringer, the king of Kentucky backpacking. And Jeremiah, we've got a conversation to continue in this episode. Yes, we're still here at uh, Mono's Coffee Shop. Yes, we are. Recording some lovely content for our beautiful people out there. They have the most clean, sparkling water. And they have the most delicious coffee. They do. You know what they have that's really good here? What's that? It's the most millennial thing I do. Oh, good Lord. Here, I am a millennial. Avocado toast. Oh, what is it about the avocados? I don't know, man, but I love me some avocados. Yeah, it has changed my Subway order from, well, initially I was a flatbread Philly cheesesteak kind of guy from uh, Subway. And then I went to their pizzas. I don't know if you've had the Subway pizzas. Yes, I have. I have. And, uh, you know, sneak a meatball sub in there every once in a while. And then I transitioned mostly into chicken bacon ranch. Okay. But, dude, I found out that Subway had avocados. Keep in mind, I was in college for four years, and you, like, buy these meal plans. And there's so many restaurants on campus you can eat from. Right, Subway's right, right, one right, right, of them. Right. It was right next to the tutoring lab that I worked at for a couple of years. Okay. And so... You know, I got to try literally every so much Subway you get burned out on. Subway. Oh yeah, yeah, quickly. But now the Mexicali, if you haven't had I'd it, I'd say man, oh. you you take avocado and bacon, huh? And just put them with almost anything, and the world just opens <clears throat> up for you. It's just like the whole world becomes a better place, and they have the best avocado toast here. Oh, I believe you. So I feel like I've had it I'm, actually. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a secret. I'm gonna say it quietly because I don't want Andrew to hear. <laughs> Okay. What I'm about to tell you, people, if you want to make the best <laughs> avocado toast, it's sourdough toast. Okay, oh. sourdough. It's thick. Yeah. Thick sourdough toast. I'm saying it quietly because I don't want to get, you know, he lets us do this podcast. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. Then he puts like an entire avocado on these two pieces of toast. He's a madman. Then he puts everything bagel seasoning. I was wondering because I had it and I was like, this this is seasoned up. Yeah, it's everything bagel seasoning, lemon juice, dash of salt, and sesame seeds. Somebody just got in their car right now. Bro. They're driving to get avocados. Go to your local grocery store, get some <laughs> avocados, get all that stuff I just told you about. <laughs> yeah. And change your life. That's all I'm saying. Dude, I was change on change your life. I was on a trip with uh, Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. Oh yeah. And uh, one of his buddies. Wait, you go backpacking with him? Sometimes. Go backpacking, <laughs> backpacking with dad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, old Blue Star was on this trip, okay? Mm-hmm. And um it was my first time meeting Scott. Great guy. Yeah. Little guy. We we're doing the Pine Mountain Scenic Trail. You can go watch the videos if you want to. And it was brought, it was a bit of an adventure. It was definitely an adventure. The first night, if I remember correctly, it was the first night. We were sitting around camp and I was like, What is this guy eating? You know, I brought like beef stroganoff or something like that. Right. And I was thinking, we're walking this section of trail. We're gonna be out here for multiple nights. I'm gonna bring some lightweight food and maybe a few luxury items. 
you know, yeah. you can either bring heavy food, less luxuries. This okay. trip, I yeah. was going with the light food. He pulls out a backpacker pantry, some kind of burrito meal, I don't know, taco with black beans or something, one of the okay. rehydration meals. Yeah, 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 I got you. All right. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm having beef stroganoff. This guy's having backpacker pantry. Nope. Cooks it up, and then while it's rehydrating, water has to boil. You pour it in there, leave it for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. He pulls out a tomato. And I'm like, what? This guy's got a full tomato. A tomato. How did he keep it from getting all destroyed in his pack? I don't know. I guess he put it on top in his food bag. Wow. Okay. But wait, there's more. Billy Mays here. He pulls out <laughs> tortillas. Billy he pulls, Mays. <laughs> he pulls out a bag of tortillas. Dices up the tomato. His food rehydrates. Whoosh, put some uh, the Taco backpacker meat. Oh yeah, dude. Tacos in there. Rice. There was rice in the backpacker pantry. It had black beans in there. Corn. So he's putting this on the. He uh, cheese. Cheese, shredded cheese. Sprinkle it on top. Diced up the tomato. I thought, oh, he's done. He's done. Nope. Avocado. All the the cherry oh, on top. Man. Cut up the avocado, put it on there. And I said, Man, I'm sitting over here eating this stupid beef stroganoff. And he is having a full Chipotle burrito <laughs> over here. And I and I'm Chipotle burrito. <laughs> you know? The avocado. So, so now you got me thinking, because like I'm going out Friday night. Yeah. I'm going out with my buddy, and by the time this airs, I've already gone, but yeah. uh, I'm going out Friday night with my buddy Josh and his friend from Ohio, Sure. and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, now you know, I have a, uh, I've been buying these big canisters of freeze-dried food, mm-hmm. so I've got an entire canister of freeze-dried sausage bites, like sausage bits. I've got a container that is powdered sour cream. You just add, add water to it, and yeah. it turns into sour cream. And so I'm thinking, man, I could bring sour cream. Yeah. And I could I could do these I could do what you're talking about. I'm I don't have the I'm I'll have to bring a tomato and an avocado uh-huh. and some cheese. And tortillas. Yeah, but everybody brings tortillas. Yeah. So that's true. I could I could do this. I think I could do this. I may bro, I may I may have to do this. Cause that just sounds good. You know what he added on there? He brought the Taco Bell sauce packets. Yeah. And Doritos, crunched them up. And Ooh, Doritos would be there, good on there too. Rolled it, give it a little crunch. Now, if I were you, instead of the powdered sour cream, I would probably get the packet sour cream. The only problem with the packet sour cream is it'll go bad. Oh, I don't think it'll go bad. It's going to be like 80. Yeah, just bury it deep in your pack. I think it'd be fine. Ah, it makes me nervous. You think so? Bad dairy makes me nervous. Yeah, that is true. I don't know. I just, uh, cheese you can get away with because mm-hmm. it's good for a few days. Yeah, even if it's hot out, it's it's good for a few days if you're careful with it. I probably still chance it, but, but the bad man. dairy that could be a recipe for a little backdoor uh-huh. liquid. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna win the don't poop in the woods game. No, that's no. not happening. Yeah, that could be bad. That could be real bad. So, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I may bring some of that. I may do that, dude. Doesn't that sound good right now? That sounds ridiculously good. Yeah, now you got me thinking lunch, dude. Now I'm hungry. Well, we know we're going for lunch. Oh, yeah. We're going to a, a Central Kentucky staple known as Drake's. <laughs> yeah. It is fantastic. But um, let's get back to talking about some urban backpacking. And if you you weren't tuned in last week, I, I will define urban backpacking as not going into the backcountry and hiking through the woods, but what you're doing is you're going cross-country. And yeah. so you're you're hiking roads. 
and maybe some footpaths. Um, but you're t- typically sleeping in towns and cities and uh, sleeping in hostels or albergues, as they call them in France and, yeah. and in Spain or whatever. But uh, so last week we talked about the fact that you and Bridget are going to do the Camino de Santiago. Yes. We talked a little bit about the luggage you're going to bring, mm-hmm. whether or not you're going to bring full-size pillows or small pillows. What I want to ask you guys about, or ask you about, because obviously Bridget's not here, but footwear. Yes. Are you bringing multiple pairs of shoes? Because 500 miles uh-huh. is more than the limit for most trail runners. Usually trail runners, you're talking 400, 450 miles max out of a pair of trail mm-hmm. runners. And if you're walking like roads, I would say it's going to be less because I think the asphalt in that is probably going to wear the shoes out quicker. I think that you're on the right track. That's a fear of mine because, like we was talking last week, um, I'm six foot three, and I also wear size 15 shoes. So everything I get, and your feet are small. I know, Shoot. I know. If I was a professional back uh, basketball player, they'd be normal size. <laughs> I know. So I think that it could be difficult to find big enough shoes over there if I have to replace them, because you know I've. I've mentioned that a lot of my research has been through Reddit because I'm reading, hopefully, authentic experiences of people right. that have already done right. it. And you can look up advice on pretty much anything. And you get the notion of, normally when I'm backpacking, I'm in the woods, and if you don't have it with you and you can't engineer it or problem solve it, then you're just going to have to do it without until you get back to civilization. Right, right. And that's just the reality of backpacking. Yeah, we've all had to deal with that. And that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes that's awesome. But the ur- more urban backpacking, if if you have the money and there's a need, you can just buy it. You know, right, we live in the right. 21st century. So if I'm needing blister care, I don't have to... You go to a drugstore. <laughs> yeah, I can just go to the drugstore <laughs> or I can go to a foot doctor. Apparently, yeah. medicine's very cheap, too. Like, yeah. uh, I think Dixie in one of her videos, or maybe somebody else, was like, you know, I went and... I had this foot situation. I got it taken care of, and in the U.S., the doctor's going to bill you, and you're going to have a hundred dollar copay, and blah blah blah. And there, it was like twenty four dollars out the door with medicine. Yeah. After an hour of treatment on your yeah. foot, so um, I'm thinking hopefully I can just buy some stuff. But if I was here in the U.S., I might have to rig up a piece of paper towel with some duct tape off my trekking pole to take care of this blister for the next two days. Right. So hopefully I can buy. But I think that you might be right. I might need to actually go ahead and order, like, some more shoes. Now, I bought the Hoka Speed Goats last backpacking Which season. I just bought my first pair and I started oh, using good. recently. Yeah, I'll be using them this cushion. weekend. A lot of cushion, and my foot doesn't slide around inside the shoe. With uh, The Topos, while I like them, mm-hmm. and they were comfortable, and they had a huge foot box, I injured my foot because my foot slides around in the shoe. A little too much. Um, and I have wide feet and they slide around. So that's, yeah. that's kind of an interesting thing for me. But um, I actually stepped on a root. The shoe turned sideways and stopped, but my foot kept going. This is in the topos? This is in the topos. Okay. And I actually um, I strained a, a tendon in my foot. Oh, and gosh, so now that's healed man. up. I'm good now. But it like that for about two and a half, three months, it was just pretty painful. Yeah. Um, and anytime I stepped with any pressure on the outside of my foot, it just was horrendous pain through my foot. And uh, so that's healed up, but I've gone ahead and moved to different trail runners because I can't have my foot sliding around like that. That's 
dangerous. You get really hurt. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm using those, those now, the speed goats. I, well, I like them. I used the speed goat fours for like, I don't know how many miles I put on those, but I was on a trip in Grayson Highlands. And if you watch the video on my channel, I show a clip of like literally the back part of the shoe. Like a lot of these like trail runners, the the heel of them are curved up, I guess, because when your foot strikes the ground, it lets it just kind of roll yeah, in natural yeah, motion. Yeah. And that part that's like kind of curled up or waved up, it's just like it's totally ripped off. You know, it's barely <laughs> hanging there. So I had to throw those in the trash, and I bought from the Speed Goat 4s. Of course, they come out with the Speed Goat 5s this year. Yep. And I'm always a little bit fearful. And that's, I think that's the ones I've got. Yeah, you probably got the newest ones. But my fear is... Anytime I have a shoe that works, they always come out with a new iteration. And I don't know why they do this. They 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 fix something. Uh, it yes. It doesn't fix something for me. It creates a problem, and then I have to change shoe companies. I had some. They were the, the Saucony Mad River mm -hmm. uh, TR Trail Runners. And the original ones they had, I love those shoes. Yeah. I wore them out. Like, I wore them out to where, like, the, the tread on the bottom was almost gone. Yeah. And then they came out with the twos. And I'm like, well, shoot, man. I'm just going to go with the twos. Yeah, the new, bigger, better version. Well, I get the twos. And the upper, mm -hmm. you might as well just call it strainer shoes. Oh. Because, like, <laughs> Dirt and sand get oh in there. my gosh, man. <laughs> yeah. I did uh, I did uh, pictured rocks in those shoes. And the moment we start walking across the sand, all of a sudden my, I feel pressure on my front toes. Mm -hmm. So much sand had gotten into those shoes that it was pushing against my toes and actually wore a hole in one of my socks. No way. Yeah. And so as soon as I got back from that trip, I got rid of those. I was like, forget that. I'm yeah. not dealing with that. That's My feet were always dirty from hiking in those, and I just assumed, oh, it must be some pretty dusty terrain. It's getting in through the tops. No, it was coming in through the upper, like yeah. through the fabric. Well, I'm thinking uh – Whenever I did the long trail, I went through one pair of shoes and had to make them work. Those I'm are the ultras, like, right? Yeah, they, those were the lone. Uh, yeah, the lone peaks. I can't remember what three iteration. fives weren't they? Three fives could have been threes or four somewhere in that yeah. generation. And I'm I'm talking. I duct tape pieces together. I had holes all in them. The soles were coming off. I mean, it's terrible. Right. But I don't know how Amazon. I have I pay for Amazon Prime. I do too. And so sometimes when I order something, sometimes it will be like you can have it here tomorrow, and sometimes it'll be like it'll be here in a week, even though I'm paying extra for Amazon Prime. Yeah. I don't know how Amazon works, and if you can ship stuff to Albergues, like if you're through hiking in the U.S., you can ship something to a post office and just have it held there or you can like bump things ahead like people will through hike the appalachian trail and you know they will pay for a specialized type of shipping so that if you don't open the package you can just bounce it ahead you'd be like yeah. i'm gonna be at this post office in three or four days well you can just bounce it ahead and it's it's good to go so i don't know how i ship myself stuff whenever I'm over there. So that is a big-time fear on the shoes. Yeah. But we talked last week about the luggage situation and how I'm going to be bumping my luggage, my, like, one piece of luggage ahead. And some yeah. days carry a few things, some days carry a lot of things in my backpack on my back. So I could put an extra pair of shoes in there, but there's only so much real estate you have. Yeah. But so. I feel like shoes would be important enough because it's your feet. 
And yeah. that, I mean, you're hiking. So, like, what's the one thing that matters more than it? Your feet. It's That's like your, your point feet of and your back. It's your feet and your back are the two most important mm-hmm. things in your body when you hike. Yeah. And so I would definitely say if it was me, I would probably get two pairs and have one that's just there so when the other ones wear out, I can finally put those on. Yeah. It, just, it would be safe anyways. I think that's the safest way to do it because like you said, I mean, what happens if you go out and you blow out the sole? Yeah, and then you're looking for another shoe. And then you do get on Amazon, but it's like five days. Yeah. And that's 50 miles of hiking. Yeah. With no soul. Or you know, like, like you're having to kill time waiting on something to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Or I could just be a madman like Jeff Carmeyer and just take my Crocs, my camp shoes, <laughs> and walk for five days in the can you imagine, dude? I feel like I would I would go from having remission of plantar fasciitis yeah. to like full blown inflammation oh, yeah. in a day. Let me tell you, man, like I got called an old man the other day because I was wearing Crocs. What? I was wearing my I've got my red Crocs, man. Red Crocs. Well, that is a bold choice. Mine dude, are royal hot. blue. They're hot, dude. I bet. They're red, man. Red hot Crocs. Red hot. That's right. And and I got called an old man because I was wearing them in public. I'm oh. like, listen, you can <laughs> say what you want. Yeah, who's the fashion? Say police? what you want, but I'm wearing those Crocs in public. Y'all can deal with it. I'm taking the Crocs are the best worst trail shoe that exists, dude. Absolutely. They, at camp. There, I can't think of a better trail shoe besides like a, a really comfortable water shoe. That way, if you wanted to like walk around yeah. and stuff. As far as camp shoes go, they're nice. They're a little heavy. That's the worst part. I'm carrying around these size 15 Crocs and they weigh two pounds. Well, that's what you get for having big feet. Well, you know, like I always say, God only grows things till they're perfect, man. And apparently, <laughs> perfect feet on Jeremiah. So I was perfect quick. Yeah, you're perfect a little quicker. I was perfect really quick. He's like, 5'8", nailed it. Yeah, well, not with me. So (laughs) I'm thinking I already ordered a pair of um, inserts. Like, I do pinnacle power steps. And let me complain for just a second. Pinnacle power step? What is that? That is a... Is that an insole? That's an insole that you put in your shoe. Now, used to, they were like, I think... Twenty twenty four ninety nine or twenty six ninety nine, and I could buy them from my local shoe store. And then we had the vid, the Rona, for a couple of years. Yeah. And then it's been a little bit since then, but the price of everything has just went up so yeah. much. So I went on Amazon, of course, was doing my shopping, buying a couple of things for the Camino, and I ordered a pair of inserts because I wear them every day at work. I switch yeah. between shoes. And I said, I'm, I need to get a pair and not put them on until we fly out. And Speaking the, of, those Reeboks are clean. Oh, thanks, dude. Look at These those. Are, and they're a good European fit, too. I feel like I'd fit right in. I'm walking the streets of London. Yeah, I know, dude. I'd fit right in. Those I are nice, to, man. Those are, like, those are real nice. Well, thank you. I have, yeah. insert, I have those inserts in here because these shoes have no support. Right. But I figured if I take the inserts over there and don't use them until I'm there, maybe that one pair will last me because they last you three or four months on a normal basis. Right, right. And I buy them for work because I walk on concrete all day. Yeah. But I said, I'm only going to put them in whenever it's time to actually start walking the Camino. And I'm thinking now, maybe I need to bring a second pair of those too. I'll tell you, and, and, and I, I am, the reason I'm thinking about it so much is um, I went for a walk yesterday in the morning. I get up at 5.30 and I walk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went for a walk yesterday morning and I didn't pay attention to the fact that the back of one of the shoes, like around the heel, uh, had worn out. And there was a little piece of fabric that turned into like a ball of fabric. 
Uh-oh. It was just sitting up against my heel. By the time I was about to get home, I mean, it's probably a mile from the house, and all of a sudden I just felt like this horrible pain on my heel. Mm-hmm. When I got home, that little tiny ball of fabric had worn a hole, like, underneath the callus on my heel. No way. Yeah. And so, like, it, it can be the littlest thing that, and if it rubs, uh-huh. you're screwed hiking. Like, you really can't, you, you, so I had to go buy new shoes yesterday. Sometimes that's nice. I didn't have a choice. It was like I have to buy new shoes because like I can't I can't keep walking in these because I can't have a heel with a hole in it all the time. Yeah. So like yeah, I walked around all day with a big huge band aid on my foot yesterday, um, and and so like for me I, I I'm always thinking about footwear because it wasn't until about halfway through the Sheltoe when I finally got my feet dialed in, uh-huh. um, and I started hiking. I actually finished the Sheltoe. Mostly on Merrill Moabs, if you can That's believe that. It's a popular that. shoe. It's heavy. Yeah. It made miles, it really, you felt it at the end of the day, the weight of your feet. You could feel it at the end of the day. Um, but they got the job done and I didn't get blisters from that. But the Ultra Lone Peaks tore my feet up. I mean, the blisters were insane. Now, part of it, too, was my feet rarely got dry. Oh and, yeah, and so when you've got wrinkly feet, those wrinkles, you know, they rub and they blister, and it's it's miserable. So I'm always thinking feet. Yeah, like I always think feet because my first big hiking experience, I had horrible issues with blisters, and so I'm always thinking about that. And when I'm thinking of you hiking 500 miles, mm-hmm. and realizing the life expectancy of trail runners is 350 to 400 miles typically. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna have to change them at some point on the trail. Yeah, and not only is the trail 500 miles, but think about like your zero days and walking around town, especially if you're going to be like, let's say that you That's stop. the croc days, man. That, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember whenever I was on the long trail, we stopped and did like two, two and a half days of no hiking, basically. Yeah. And we took a bus into the city and I was injured at the time. My ankle was injured and I had flip-flops, like the 99 cent flip-flops oh, from gosh. Walmart. And those were my town shoes. And I remember walking around, and I was like, man, my feet hurt just because we probably walked three or four miles around town, and I have no support yeah. under my feet. Yeah. Even grocery shopping and all that kind of stuff, just you know, getting stuff ready for hitting the trail for the next three or four days. But it may be a good idea to take an extra pair of shoes. And you also mentioned like your feet where they were all wrinkly and stuff, where they were wet, especially yeah. that first couple of weeks on the Shell Telly you. If you're, if you're walking in rain, you could deal with the same thing. Yes, and I, I do want to give a little bit of advice to everybody out there that you're having to spend multiple days with wet feet because whenever I was doing the long trail, they call it vermud yeah, for a reason, do. right? Yeah, they do. So every day, it's like a non-negotiable. Like yeah. You're, you're going to have wet feet every day. That's kind of miserable. My one piece of advice would be during lunch, if you stop for lunch, take your shoes off and your socks off. Yeah. And just let your feet have a little bit of drying out and recovery time. And this is going to sound weird, but sit on your socks. Sit on your socks. Yeah, sit I on your heard socks. Of that. Tell the, me more. the reason I say that is because um, they'll, they'll dry out a little bit quicker that way. Mm. Because one, you get your body heat, but also because some of that moisture will just suck into your fabric on your butt. Yeah. And. It's not going to hurt you. It'll yeah. dry like in five seconds when you start hiking. That's true. But it gets it off those socks and it'll help them dry just a little bit quicker. 
Um, or if you just got bright sunlight, which if your feet are wet on the trail you're doing, it's probably not a lot of sunlight. Right, but sometimes so, it is. But sometimes it is, and if it is, then you, you sit on them for a couple minutes uh, and then put them out in the sun, let them dry the rest of the way. Yeah, I took the inserts out of my shoes, and yep. I would prop them up or like lay them out and put my shoe, try to find some sun and yeah. let my shoes dry as much as possible during, but they're going to keep getting wet, and... I think one of the best things you can do is just give them some relief because you really can develop trench foot. Oh, badly. And I think, I think that was part of what I was dealing with on, on the Sheltoe early on. Cause I mean, we've talked about it multiple times, so I'm not going to like beat a dead horse, but a lot of rain, multiple Uh days, nonstop. And you're just hiking in water. Like that's basically what I was doing for four days. And so my feet were jacked up. They were hamburger by the end of that, you know? Yeah. And it's painful. Yeah, but I'll tell you, if you do get some sun, I try to rotate socks. So, like, you know how a lot of backpacks have a place on the outside you can stick your trekking pole through and, like, cinch it up? Yeah. Well, I would put, I put, like, wet clothes in those cinches. So, like, my socks, I do, like, a sock on each side. So, if the sun's hitting my back then it's hitting those socks and yeah. let those dry out. And then I would try to switch, you know, if you had two pairs of socks or three pairs of socks, not counting the ones for yeah. at camp, I'd put a pair on and then at lunch, I would put the, you know, leave them out and let them dry as much as possible. And then I put them on the outside of my backpack and while I'm walking, try to let them dry. And in the meantime, I'd put on, even though they're dirty, they're dry. You right, know, right. Try to dust out the socks and stuff. Well, and and one of the biggest hacks, and this is for regular backpacking more than anything, one of the biggest hacks you can do with wet clothes. Period, is when you get inside your tent or your hammock, wring out your clothes outside, mm-hmm. just outside the door. Wring them out so that you can get them as dry as you can. Then put them in your sleeping bag or your quilt with you, and they will be dry in the morning. Like yeah. I wish I would have known this. Back when I did the shelter trace, because yeah. the first day we we're hiking, I'm like, ah, it's raining. I'll just deal with it. And I didn't put a raincoat on because it's like I'm gonna sweat. <laughs> so what's the point of you know what's the point of having a fully sweat and drenched shirt as opposed to just a wet shirt? Yeah. So then I tried to hang it up overnight so it would dry. It didn't dry at all because there's so much moisture inside the tent, mm-hmm. so it just never dried. But if I'd have put that thing in, or even worn it to sleep because it, it was. It was 80 degrees that day, and, like, it maybe got down to 70 overnight. Yeah, you weren't going to get cold. No. So, I mean, if I would have just slept with it on or put it in the sleeping bag with mm-hmm. me, that thing would have been dry the next day, and I could have wore it. But it was soaking wet. It's so I'm, like, <laughs> trying to put it in my inside my stuff, because I didn't know any better at the time, so I'm putting it in my backpack. And it's this damp shirt in my Dude. backpack. And One of the worst things... Whenever you get up in the morning. So I always bring like a pair of clothes for camp and a pair of clothes for to walk in. Yeah. Um, no matter what kind of backpacking I'm doing. And one of the toughest parts is a cold morning and you got a soaking wet shirt to put on. Yes. Oh, it is brutal, man. And you know it's all it's sticky because it's wet and, and you're trying sweat. to put it on. Oh, yeah, it's stinky and nasty. Yep, put it in there and just let it dry. It sounds it sounds weird to people when you say it, but I'm like, I promise you, the body heat inside of there, mm-hmm. up against you, it will it will dry out by the morning. I do it with my socks every time because you're gonna stink. Like here's the thing, yeah. people who think they're not gonna stink in the backcountry are dumb. Yeah, you're gonna stink. It's gonna happen. Some yeah. people like to take deodorant just because it makes them feel better, but the truth is, good luck. 
Yeah, you're going to stink. And, you know, I'm going to be able to wash my clothes. I know. How See, luxurious is that? Again, the urban backpacking, it's just so I different. Know. I don't know. I don't know if you pay a fee at the albergues and, you you know, you. I don't know if it's like you put quarters in a washing machine, you get a packet of the powder there or well, how that works. Isn't there also, there's a hike across Scotland that's like that. Oh, you're talking about the one that Darwin TRT and Bigfoot or and them T- done? Oh, I can't remember the name of it now, but... They these guys did that, and you're going through towns the whole time and all that too, uh-huh. and they're just sleeping in tents, just outside of town. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty cool too, just from the standpoint of you know you're still getting to go through the towns yes. and do all that kind of stuff and see that. Um, back but like the Appalachian Trail, you do see towns, but not because the trail technically not very many. The trails actually have the trail go through the town. Yeah, they call them trail towns, but a lot of times you got to hitch in. Yeah, and I will tell you, whenever you do laundry at a lot of those trail towns, like I remember one place we stopped at like three or four days in, you hitch into town. Actually, we hitched in, but we got dropped off. Like, uh, you just say thank you for people that'll give you a ride. Yeah. Because I don't even know if hitchhiking is legal. So they they dropped us off like a mile outside of town. And then we tried to hitch in, but nobody would pick us up. So then you walk a mile into town, and we got to this. Uh, and it's road walking, which is what you're oh, going to be yeah. doing. There's going to be some road walking. Yeah. So in this particular case, we walked into town, and we stopped at a laundromat. And they have, like, bins of clothes for thru-hikers. Because part of the economy in some of these towns is the thru-hiking community. Yeah. And they depend on them as a source of revenue. So they're helping you, and you're helping them by helping stimulate the economy. Right. So we stopped in this town. can't even remember what it's called. And we went to the laundromat, and I wanted nothing more than to take a shower. And I, my strategy was to find a um, like a gym and pay five bucks. Like to a get YMCA in, or something like that? Anything. Yeah. Anything that had a shower. Right. And long story short, I did not find that gym. All we had time to do was wash our clothes and get a few supplies while our clothes were washing and drying. And they had bins inside of the laundromat. And what you do is they have a clean bin with all these folded clothes, and then they have a dirty bin. And what they want you to do is while your clothes are washing, you can have any clothes that you want from the clean bin, and you put those on, you can walk around town and stuff. So in. they have clothes you can borrow. Yeah, it's like, um, I guess it's a little thank you for through hikers for stopping by and doing their laundry at this time. How has nobody talked about this in a video? Or I've never heard this. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's fairly common knowledge in the through hiking community. But I don't remember seeing it in a lot in videos. I've never heard anybody talk about it. You're oh, really? the first person I've actually heard talk about it. So that's yeah. interesting. I don't know if every laundromat does it in the trail towns, but... Or maybe it's just that when you're talking to people and they just assume you know... Could oh, be. you know about, about long like trails. Like hiker boxes yeah. and that kind of stuff. You know about hiker boxes. And I know about all that stuff, but I've never heard this about the laundromats. That's yeah. interesting. So they got all different sizes and, you know, pairs of shorts and, you know, easy, easy slip-on, slip-off t-shirts and that kind of stuff. Well, that's so really cool. Our whole trail family... You know, we kind of shared the burden of doing the laundry together. So all of us, to save money, put our clothes into the washing machine together, the dryer, and then maybe one person stays at the laundromat 
and th- you don't have to, but so maybe somebody stays there and wash it, watches the clothes and gets them switched over, and then the rest of us go to the store, and each of us buys yeah. like a box of different stuff, and then we get back to the laundromat, and we're like, okay, what'd you get? I got Ritz crackers. Oh, you got, you know, a box of these kind of candy bars, and then you all kind of switch out, and, you know, each of you get a little bit of this box, a little bit of that box, and then your laundry's done, and you get to take the clothes off that you borrowed and throw it in the dirty bin. And, yeah, it all works out. It's like a little That's ecosystem, cool. a little community that you're a part of. Yeah, and I'm interested when you get back from from this hike this summer, I'm interested to see what kind of things like that you talk about. Because yeah, I know there's things be, that we don't know about. Like, Yeah, it'll be so different. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested. I know we've already talked. We're going to make sure you and Bridget are together and we get you on there. Uh-huh. to talk about it, do a recap of the trip and, and what all happens. Yeah, and if anybody wants to follow along, I am, like, as the airing of this episode, we'll be flying out this weekend, like this upcoming weekend. So I, I'm i going to post a lot, I think, on Instagram while we're there, maybe do some stories of in the moment, post pictures and that kind of stuff. I, I don't know if I'll do a daily post of, like, a recap of the day or what, that would be a really cool way to document it, but I'm definitely going to like video the whole thing and try to figure out a creative way to share the experience with everybody once we get back and I start editing the videos and stuff. But, you know, I would... Now, this isn't going to be like your long trail video, is it? <laughs> I'm actually going to do it. And I'm on the hook because I got sponsors. And ah, stuff. there we go. So we go. that's some accountability. But uh, if you want to, like, in the moment, kind of follow along the adventure then probably check out my Instagram, Jeremiah yeah. Stringer Hikes. And I, I'm, I know a lot of people are going to be looking forward to that. And I know, like, we're going to – you and I have talked multiple times. We're definitely going to try and do some live streams yeah. from you guys being out there as best we can, figure out a way to make that work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll but, keep the content coming for the podcast while we're going. Oh, yeah. We're, we're actually – we've got two more to record today. Yes. And then we're going to get together next week and do the same thing. So there's going to be some, content for days. i got some ridiculous things that we may or may not talk about. Yeah. We'll see. But either way, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next one. Yeah. Adios, folks. Adios.